0: Hi,
1: welcome back to our podcast, The Mac and Wooly Show, a podcast where we discuss and explore the intersection of spirituality and business leadership. I am Nydia
0: McGregor, one of your fabulous hosts. And I am Jennifer Lee, your other fabulous host. Uh, and in this episode, we're going to talk about something that comes up time and time again, calling. Um, Nydia! No? <laughs> yes, Jennifer. <laughs> Maybe you could start us out by talking about what we mean by calling. Well, I,
1: I think I can do that. By calling, we mean your life's purpose uh, that also intersects with your best gifts that serves your truest values and that brings a sense of, of worth and worthiness with the needs of the world. You probably have heard that some people feel called to do a particular job or career, somebody who just always knew they needed to be a doctor. Um, but it's not just about doing, meaning in a job, what you really want to do. It's It's more expansive than that. It's authentically listening to your inner voice, especially when accompanied by conviction of, um, I'll call it divine influence. Some people say that calling is similar to finding one's vocation or mission.
0: How was that? I think that sounded pretty good. I like that. Um, and those people that are automatically just know, you know, gosh, that's, uh, I, I, I envy them. Uh, because most people I don't think have, have heard that. Um, but everybody has a calling. Um, it's not really about, well, you could say this moral demand that to become someone else, someone where we aren't yet, someone better. And that's one of the pressures that people put on this idea around calling. It's not about someone else telling you how or who you should be. And it also isn't about doing just what you're good at. It's the best use of your gifts and values in service of the broader good, the community, um, the greater good. Yes, that means it's not all about you. Fine. So... (laughs) I I think this is a tough
1: topic, though. I'll be all kidding aside. Because as you said... uh, Not many of us necessarily heard anything. If anything, I think some people stop. Okay, I'll raise my hand at certain points in time. And I've stopped
0: to listen. And it feels like it's a little silent. Yeah, or you're not hearing anything. You know it's out there. But it's not Mm -hmm. resonating. So in those cases, you just keep doing what you're doing. Because you can't just stop and wait for the bell to ring. And... I, w- I would guess that most of us want to hear our calling but can't well and i mean
1: not only do most of us want to we we know from from studies right that psychologists that have that have studied what people do and and their level of satisfaction we know that when people you know gain some meaning from their jobs or their activities on a on a day-to-day day in and day out basis that they're more satisfied. They're more motivated, in fact. And so calling would, you know, be positively associated with personal and professional well-being. Because if you can lean into your calling, if you can be um, uh, doing that on a day-to-day basis, then you're more committed and you, you know, you feel better, but your, your performance is also better.
0: Yeah. If you enjoy what you do and there's meaning behind it, you're more connected and you perform better. Um, There was a guy, is a guy, uh, Parker Palmer. Um, He's written a bunch of books. He's a teacher, activist. He founded the Center for Courage and Renewal. In one of his books, he wrote that people tell him that the life I am living is not the same as the life that wants to live in me. The life I am living is not the same as the life that wants to live in me. And I think that kind of resonates with what we were just talking about. Why is that? I'm going to say it again because I, I think it's the, the sort
1: of thing that, that many of us have felt ourselves. And so it, it's worth saying again. And it helps to hear I'm, that
0: somebody else is having the same issue.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So the quote is The life I'm living is not the same as the life that wants to live in me. And we, so many of us get stuck. We get stuck not knowing that, right? Not enabling that life that's in you out. But I think some of the biggest reasons for that is, is that many people haven't just hit the pause button for a moment, right? Stopped to figure out, to listen to what their calling is. Most people would need to do this because- most of us don't have a sudden lightning bolt of insight where you realize, oh, this is your life's purpose, right? Where you know the light shines down and there's angels all around you, and you you just know suddenly like that. Um, I, I just don't. I, certainly, that wasn't my experience. I, I don't. I think I know anybody whose experience uh, was like that, where it was just a moment where they knew what their calling was.
0: I think I would remember if a calling were bestowed from heaven. And light and light were to open up, and angels would be calling. I think I think I'd remember that part, but no, that, that would be a, a, a momentous moment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just maybe. Um, but it it goes back not necess- um, to not necessarily about hearing the calling, um, and in the magazines, on TV, in social media, we have this modern folklore that the latest entrepreneur or inventor or miscellaneous glamorous person or influencer in whatever your chosen profession is at the time that they know what they want to do. They, they had that awakening moment and, and everything was crystal clear, but finding one's calling can be really challenging as we're uh, kind of implying. And I don't know about you, but I went through several careers between before, actually feeling like I was called to teach. That makes sense. Most
1: people's path is a crooked path, right? You sort of dodging from side to side. It's not it's a straight line It's a Lombard Street. It's a Lombard Street career. That's what it's most fair. of us have. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing that Parker Palmer reminds us about is that there's a distinction between calling and a job. So I want to be sure that people understand we're not talking about like, what's the job that's right for you? There, there probably is some overlap, but there's not necessarily a, a title we're looking for, right? We're, we're looking
0: for for your something true deeper. authentic self. Yeah, yes. Something yeah, deeper. something deeper. And it, especially since, uh, as we mentioned earlier, you know, that people like to put labels on things and they want to say, okay, your calling is X because you're really good at Y. And it's really hard to find those x's and y's that perfectly align that everything works and it it, your job is now perfectly aligned with your calling it just doesn't happen that often so it sounds like we're
1: saying that sometimes people don't hear their calling because it's not like a thunderbolt or i'm sorry lightning bolt thunder doesn't make bolts
0: Um, if you wanted to
1: oh don't hmm. tell thor so sometimes it doesn't arrive us at us. Sometimes we don't even stop to to, to think about it, to reflect on it, to make a, a space or a moment to um, even contemplate what that could be. Sometimes we're looking for something that's a calling when we're actually evaluating jobs and they're they're not necessarily one and the same. Mm-hmm. But I think also we've been taught to listen to everything and everyone out there but ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, growing up and figuring out what we want to do with our lives, we, we typically silence actually our inner voice sort of in, in, in deference to that huge cacophony of outer voices, you know, the people who know better, the sensible ones who tell us how we should live and what we should value. So it's really hard sometimes to listen to, to just ourselves. Um, and and I, I also think that we're in some ways taught that just to listen to ourselves is self-indulgent yeah but in fact our inner voice is it's important it's valid so our task is to you know give ear listen to that voice that authentic life that's inside as the parker palmer quote talks about right um and to try and complete its call to the best of our abilities so that we live into our true selves
0: and we realize that talking about and identifying And living one's calling are three different things, very, very different things, and they're difficult. Yeah. And even though we may have it figured out, many of us can't follow our calling or what we hear that we're called towards for many reasons. Uh, The platitudes that one should go and and do what they love and the money will follow uh, only goes so far. I mean, I personally would love to play with dogs all day but somehow I, I don't feel called to play with dogs all day um, as much as I would like them to be. I would like that to be my calling, but somehow <laughs> I don't think that this would be particularly fulfilling and it certainly wouldn't pay the bills. Just saying. That's probably true. So that means we're
1: talking today, just at least as a start with the challenge of how to find your calling and taking the time, slowing down, observing what you enjoy, trying to quiet those outside voices and just attend to the inner one to be able to identify what that calling may be.
0: So we're going to go through um, a couple of pointers or steps or guidelines that can help you identify your calling. Later on in another episode, we'll talk about living your, your life uh, to its biggest purpose or your, um, to really live your calling. But this time, we're just going to focus in on how to identify and hear your calling. So as Nydia mentioned, and, and uh, kind of it got brought up a couple times, the first one is time finding one's calling takes time. I would actually say not just takes time. It it might even take a lot of time.
1: Um, So we made some reference to people's crooked career paths. And so it can take time like that, like experimental time, but, um, and we shouldn't be discouraged if we haven't figured it out all at once or if it doesn't come quickly. but I, I even think it just takes some of the time that we frequently don't have in our busy lives. Um, you know, it's it's so easy to be hustled and rushed from one thing to the next, um, just simply because we live very full lives and we have lots of opportunity for both connection with friends and yeah, connection to technology and connection to work all the time, competing with our um, our time. But, but finding calling does take time and energy, which means you have to sort of push those things aside a little bit. Some time for self-reflection, some time for self-learning. And in some ways this is about time for personal growth. So you could take the time, meaning I think that there's something I'd like to think about and make that something you will contemplate for 10, 15 minutes every day for a week. Or or maybe it doesn't work for you every day, but maybe over the course of a month you're going to in intentional periods of time, take take some time to just really not answer a call or a text, not reply to an email, but sit and just think a little bit about what you think your authentic self is saying to you. And
0: this is, you can think of it in two ways. In, in one way, I, I often say that time, especially for reflection and personal growth is a luxury. It's not something that we have on hand. We don't have ample amounts of time just running around. But in the other sense, time in this way is an investment. It's an investment in your personal growth. It's an investment in happiness. It's an investment to your community as you learn your the ways that you're uh, being called to serve whatever that means to you. So, especially for leaders, taking time, And investing yourself, it's not something that just happens overnight. This is an important part of your own personal path, and that path is not going to make progress unless you dedicate time to it. So um, the best leaders have spent time thinking about and considering how their role influences others because they have invested in in themselves and their own path.
1: So that's interesting. You've now brought others, others in. So this both means you need to take the time to listen to what is stewing or instilled in your own self, but also to listen to others and how they perceive you to try to find where the match is, right? Not because you listen to others solely for that or because you listen to yourself solely for that, but because you're trying to get them aligned and, um, And understand how they perceive you and see how that mirrors what you understand to be about your authentic self.
0: And a lot of times, you know, other people can see insight or have insight into something about us or about our position or about our community, about our gifts that we may not have seen or we may not have realized. Oh, you know, that reminds me, this happens, I don't know if this happens to you, Jennifer, this happens to me frequently
1: where somebody will say, oh, but you're so good at X.
0: Okay, I have a story. And you think, really? I, I am? Uh-oh. Okay. So this is this is um, uh, Julian, my husband's favorite um, thing to say when he, when he hears that somebody is saying that he's really good at X, Y, or Z. He, I, he's personally, I don't know how many black belts he has at this point. It's six or seven, I think, the equivalent of six or seven black belts. And people, you know, oh, you're, you're so good at this. And he goes, well, you know, I'm really good at kicking people, but that doesn't mean I should do it. <laughs> but apparently he has a gift for
1: martial arts. He I He mean, has a gift. That would suggest to me that that's something he should listen to. It sounds like he has. He's invested some time
0: in it. But he realizes that that would not be fulfilling nor encouraged in most civilizations. That's true. That's true. All right. So
1: that brings us to the third point. We talked, we talked about taking some time to listen. We talked about definitely listening to others, how they perceive you, because you're hoping to hear a match or to maybe have some insight into something you didn't realize that you were good at. Because sometimes you only realize you're good at it when somebody can tell you in comparison to others how how that works. Um, then bring us to the third point, which is to slow down. Spend some time considering those gifts. Um, but also spend some time thinking about what your gifts aren't. Right? So you're trying to suss here. Separate the chaff from the wheat. You're sussing. Susses. Sussing. I like that. So, Let's suss
0: around. Let's suss around, huh? I'm sussing now. Did we, say,
1: did we say... Perhaps in Great Britain that would mean something different. I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> one of the things I like to do for this particular piece of slowdown is to do a little bit of journaling but it's with a very specific prompt Um, it's to journal what your perfect day is and just think Mm -hmm. about it how would you like to wake up what time would you like to wake up what would you like your morning to look like as you you know get up what are the things and activities you need to do what do you want your work to be what would you like? What would be a a fulfilling sense of what kind of work you would do? Would you be talking to lots of people? Would you be talking to no one? Would you be writing? Would you be creating in some way? Would you just be doing the same kind of thing over and over again? I mean, people vary so much in sort of the things that they would like to see a day be. This can really give you some insight into um, what how that could look, what what it could be shaped like. Um, And so the the idea with this journal prompt is to go through, start at the beginning, at the beginning of your day and be as specific as you can all the way through the day with who you interact with, how many people, kinds of activities you engage in, when you eat, when you sleep, when you exercise, all the way down to the end of the day to the moment when you go to bed. Um, And again, this is some time for reflection But it also is time to slow down, to really contemplate and to think.
0: And let's let's be sure here, this isn't about your perfect vacation. (laughs) Right, right. Um, Although that can give you a lot of insight, um, laying on the beach, mm, not so much in terms of calling. So it's it's deeper than that. But it also at the other end of the spectrum, it shouldn't be super aspirational. Like I, if I were in my own CEO uh, world and I was uh, heading up the biggest company in the world and I was taking over the world, yay, um, okay, let's not go crazy here. But it should be relative to yourself, the type of Organization you'd want to be working in, the type of leadership position, the type of work, the type of people that you'd want to engage with, um, you know, genuinely and authentically, what are you offering to that world, and how is that coming to fruition? Thank you all for listening. We hope to see you in the next episode of the Mack and Will Show. Show.